Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Welcome to 20 Somethings with Attitude, the PowerPod Ranger Cast podcast where we watch old episodes of Power Rangers and hold them up to scrutiny. They have no way we're intending. Forming the head, I'm your host and lead ranger, Andrew, and. Oh, I had an intro for you. What was it? I don't know. Not playing his 3DS is my co-host, Seth. When you get back from Arizona, we'll start the other show. That's a good thing to put as your hi, everyone, for this episode. Our third co-host, Joe, couldn't be here today because... What happened in this episode? He He's a computer. He makes no errors. Yeah, he doesn't make errors, and an error would be coming on this fucking show. Hi to our guest. Got us. Got us. Uh, So today, I don't know why I said it like that. So today we watched episode 322 of Power Rangers as a whole, episode 29 of Power Rangers Lost Galaxy, The Chameleon Warrior, which originally aired November 3rd, 1999. Trakina enlists the services of Chameleon, who can analyze and copy in any maneuver and weapon he sees. He defeats the Rangers by using their own moves against them, but they defeat him by switching fighting styles. Andrew, in a sentence or less, what did you think? Um, okay. Not passable, great. yeah. I mean, yeah. and passable is good praise. We should... Nothing Nothing pissed me off during this episode. It was just fine. It's it's a trope and it's a cliche to have, like, the copycat war, like, evil guy. I kind of love that stuff. I, and, and it's fun to see the Power Rangers get beat. It's interesting to see how they will overcome it. Ironically enough, that's not an interesting part of the episode, but it is interesting to see them, like, not do the same thing and immediately kill the the villain. I like how n- not immediate anger is high praise for this show now. Again, passable is a good review for us. I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> let's buckle say, let's up. Oh, you can say it. Let's jump in, reality gangsta buckaroos. Here's a question. Go ahead. We start off, Mike's in bushes. He's spying on some evil guys carrying some machine parts. Mm-hmm. Okay, now Trakina is in space in a giant robot scorpion spaceship. Is your question why can't she fire this laser from the giant scorpion? That's question uh, one of two. So question one: Why can't she fire a big space laser from a mechanical scorpion at the Galactabeasts? Go. I don't know. I guess the Galactabeasts are in a dome on this ship, and maybe it's hard to target them because she's so far off. Whereas. The Galactabeasts are literally, like, standing right in front of this cannon on Earth. I'll let this slide. All right, question two. But then again, I don't know why she doesn't just take this giant laser she's building and just fire it at the space station. Question two. Again, Trakina is in a big, flying, robotic scorpion who can teleport things. Why are they carrying machine parts and building them and, like, carrying them over lakes? Oh, I know this one. Because Mike has to spy them doing it. It's like... It's, I, I can only I can only think of the Plinkett reviews where he talks about landing on Naboo, and they're like, "Why wouldn't you land? Why is your invasion force landing and then traveling to the city? Just invade the city." <laughs> Anywho, Mike spots them and sees a CD on the ground. He's like, "This is going to tell us what we need." Not just a CD, a GameCube disc. No, it's a mini CD. I mean, those aren't just GameCube discs. I know that was the joke, but it was a joke. They're not just GameCube discs. I had like a. Pizza Hut demo disc. 
<laughs> that was like the most <laughs> innocent fart noise out of a mouth ever. <laughs> I mean, that was wonderful foley. <laughs> now you know you realize that that was incredible foley, right? <laughs> no, I guess I'll I'll hear. Yeah, it get later. ready, buckle up on the editing side. But yeah, so not gonna lie, I kind of tuned out a little bit. So. Does Mike figure out what's on the CD? It burns on the computer, and Alpha says we no go. Yeah, by the end, he sticks it. I don't know what they do differently. He just sticks it in the computer, and the computer goes, here's what's on this, and it's a laser to destroy the glo- I don't know. I think he just learns later by the end of the episode when it doesn't matter anymore. That it's a big... Sp- when he, like, wanders into the big space laser facility? Yeah, he, he puts the disc in, and it s- tells him that it's a laser, but he has no idea what they're going to shoot with it. <laughs> And in the end, it doesn't really matter because he just shows up and destroys it anyway. At which point, they didn't need the disc. He would have just sh- – like, at this point, you know they're going there with a bunch of parts and building something. At that point, you don't need the disc. Just go there and stop Yeah, them. they're not building, like, orphanages. So <laughs> Mike spots that, and then Chameleon Warrior shows up. And then the space laser plan doesn't matter until the very end. Yeah. Like, nothing. It, there's not even a buildup. There's no tension. You just kind of forget about the space laser. And wonder why that was a thing, only to introduce Chameleon. Real quick, speaking of when they were dragging all those parts around and Mike spying on them, the very first line of dialogue, uh, Villamax calls the little keg guy, I think his name's Kegler, he calls him drunken, which isn't something you necessarily can't say on a children's yeah, show. when you have to destroy all your enemies instead of... Yeah, it seemed like a weird... I mean, it's it happens off screen, and I actually had to rewind to make sure I... You don't have subs on still? No, I did, and but the subs aren't always correct, so I oh, saw so. it said drunken, so I had to rewind to make sure that's what he actually says, and it, it, it is. Again, it's it's just a weird thing. Yeah. No, I agree, I agree. But anyway, you were saying? Mike fights Chameleon, who copies his gun... Yeah, he keeps saying he copies my moves, but all he does is just copy his gun and shoot it. It's not yeah, like he, he copies his sword of... too, but yeah, he does say he copies. He's copying my moves, and I don't know if a gun is a move. I guess he does copy his specific like spinning move. Yeah, he does that. By the way, we do see Mike get to transform with a gigantic explosion again, which we haven't seen in a long time. Well, we haven't seen smile. Mike or the Magnet Defender in a long time. That is also true. Then I think the other Rangers show up. Yep, just out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, and Leo calls them Chameleon, like they're long-lost friends. I hate... The, the Rangers have done that a couple times this season. More than I just hate this season. The, I mean, they've done it every now yeah, and then. Yeah, but I mean, this season is where I've really noticed it a bunch. There's several episodes where they refer to the monster by name, and I don't know why they know the monster's name already. They don't have a Zordon to tell them this is Chameleon, his power is whatever. They just know it. The monster never introduces himself. Mike just shouldn't know his name. Ain't Mike nobody got know. time for that. Mike even says, who are you, I think. I don't know. I just, it bothers nah, me. No, it's, yeah, it's, what are you going to do? Passable. I don't know. Like, this is interesting stuff when they're, when he's getting beat. Yeah. But there's not, there's not a lot to say about it. I don't even remember. Do the Rangers even fight? Because I just remember Mike is in a hospital bed thing, a med bay bed, with like a bandage around his head and his arms in a, a sling. cast. In a, or a, yeah, his arm in a sling, and all the rangers are around him, and they all have these fake, like, yes, we care about what you're talking about, Mike faces. Mm-hmm. It, like, pans around each each member as they nod their head, and they just, they're phoning it in. Do the rangers even fight Chameleon or whatever? Maybe they go after. Maybe Yeah, maybe Mike's the only one, and he escapes. I just thought the Red Ranger showed up. All the rangers do show up. I just remember the next scene, they're all Making in the face. med bay with him. 
and the Rangers fight Kamiliak later, and that's when he copies all their moves. So maybe they just chase him off. I think he just leaves. I think the Rangers show up, and he leaves. And then they just take they Mike carry back Mike to the back, mid. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway. We watched the show. We do. <laughs> Going back to Kamiliak then copying all their moves, it's a very long scene. He watches every fucking episode that <laughs> came before this one to analyze all their moves. It is so one long. One by fucking one we watch the he watches the red ranger one and I went, wow that was long and then the next ranger starts and i was like they're not gonna do this for all of them right and then that went on just as long and i went oh fuck they did not and have I thought, enough content and yeah and i thought is this, it out. i thought is this just to set up when he uses their moves that we've already seen these moves before in this episode so that we have a reference but then again when he fights each ranger he's copying what they're doing right then so we don't need to already see the ranger doing it. We're watching him do it right then, and then he does it too. He just succeeds, and they well, fail. And that's the other thing that is brought to my attention in this episode that's frustrating. This would be interesting if these felt like their moves. Oh, yeah. This is just something they did, like, one time. We haven't seen this stuff. We haven't even seen the weapons in so long. Yeah. When the blue ranger comes out with his big baton bazooka, I completely forgot about it. Not only did I forget about it, I wasn't sure we'd ever seen it before. Well, that too. I guess when Chameleon had the bazooka, I was like, oh, I think that was a thing. Like, other than the Red Ranger, he does his little animal shimmy, and the Pink Ranger does try and dig in the dirt a lot. And I guess, and maybe it's just because that is so goofy that I recognize Yeah, it's not him. so much that she does it a lot. It's she's done it like twice, and it just sticks out in my mind. Yeah, I, will, I mean... You don't forget when she just, like, lunges at people and, like, claws their them. eyes out. Yeah. Because it's what what the the Yellow Ranger, where he, like, grabs them and then drags them through the dirt. I don't remember ever seeing that before. I, we, I don't think we ever saw that. Because when I was making a gift list, that was one of them. And then we see her do it as her, like, quote-unquote signature move. And I went, when have we ever seen that? That's not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, so he fights him, or he learns, he analyzes, and then comes back, fights him. This is interesting. Not a lot to talk about, because it's interesting, and... Yeah, the fights are fun. He, like, he uses it's, all it's their moves It's fun to see back them each them. do their own thing, and he does it better. He wins. Uh, I like when they try and do their Lights of Ginga thing, and he just kicks him away. Yes, that is hilarious. Nonchalantly kicks him away is, is It's just this thing. casual, like, spin kick, and it's just... I loved it. it. It shows how much it shows his strength. That shows that he's you know more than their average fight. Concludes their beating. It's it's good. I don't like that he can copy the lights of Orion. The thing that the villains were searching for for so long. This dude can just fucking copy. Yeah. Like I get that his power is he can copy anything the Rangers do, and I'm kind of just fine with it. Like he can just summon their weapon. Fuck it, who cares? But there's something about the lights of Orion being such an important thing for so long. The fact that he can just watch them, not even do it, but just power up for it and then just do it himself, fuck that. Well, and outside of that, it's a love-hate thing with me. I love the, I love them using the lights of Orion and he just nonchalantly kicks them away. Yes. I think that's, I think it's kind of a goofy scene. It's campy. It, I think it works thematically and, and cinematically as well, too. I didn't like it because he analyzes all their abilities and when Leo says, we got to use the lights of Orion, that was where I, I thought that was their counter. I thought that too. And the, and I, and it was fine for me. You know, you got to use your special power up to beat the, the guy who, you know, doesn't know that stuff. And that was going to work for me. I didn't like, I like how every time he 
changes to a different ranger. His little he has a crest on his head that that yeah changes, changes color. color. When he changes to the lights of Orion, he just changes back to yellow. It might be a different shade it's, of yellow. I think it's a gold, but I do agree that it's hard to tell. And then when he does the Megazord, it's just gray. I do wish there was a bit more. I like when villains like who have this gimmick take on like an indicator. Mm-hmm. I just feel like his is too little. But I like his design. It works when it's individual rangers. It's a problem when it... Like, I don't mind that it just switches color. It's a problem that when it has to do something that's not the rangers but doesn't have a... A color Easily identified... Yeah. That's where I, I was... I had a problem with it, but... Overall, I like this monster. His design's kind of cool, too. He's just like this kind of checkered black and white. He's like a checkered knight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did he watch Megazord footage? No, he just looked at the Megazord and knew how to do it because his powers don't fucking matter. We had to watch... The only reason he watched footage is because we had to kill 30 minutes of this 20-minute episode. So the Rangers beat him because Leo gets in his motorcycle. I thought he was... I was hoping... I knew it wasn't going to happen. I knew that the motorcycle was the counter. But when we saw the lights of Orion, I thought there is no fucking reason he shouldn't summon his own fucking motorcycle. And I, I was nobody disappointed. Nobody else summons their motorcycle and hooks their Galacta Beast up to it. Anyways. They beat him. He grows big. Megazord fight. Old hat. Whatever. Then they call the Beetle Falcon Zord. And if Chameleon can copy people, he, if he can copy the Magnafender immediately when he sees him, then copy the Lights of Orion immediately when he sees them, and copies the Megazord immediately as he sees him, why does he make such a big deal about not being able to copy the Beetle Falcon Zord? Is it because it's a fucking Beetle Falcon Zord and who knows what the fuck it is? No, it's because some for some reason the Beetle Falcon Zord summons the Rhino's weapon, and he's not prepared for it because if you watch he pulls out that boomerang that the falcon zord thing has but it pulls out the bazooka and that belongs to the rhino i think the show never explicitly tells us this and i haven't seen these things that makes sense though because we didn't mention but that is the counter is that all the rangers the the way they defeat him the first time when he's tiny is they all use each other's signature moves and there's there's such good signature moves that not only do we know them but each or other ranger knows how to do them as well no they go off to teach themselves it yeah i'm sure that's what happened and it wasn't just like hey you do my little thing where you paw at the ground no they did because leo's like i have an idea and then they all he says i have an idea but he doesn't say let's then they go walk train off camera what do you think they do he tells them their his idea and then they say okay it's not hard to just paw at the ground and then lunge at this dude's face it is hard for the blue ranger to just fly in from off screen <laughs> and tackle him oh boy and I like how they, like, switch up weapons and stuff, too. It's cool. It's whatever. It's, it's not as interesting as I wanted it to be. Yeah. It's the logical conclusion. I wished it was... Wasn't there an episode from the original series where they all switched costumes or something? I feel like there was. Because we had a very similar story. I think that would have worked better than... Because this whole thing is supposed to be... This show is trying to tell us now that they all have their own identifiable fight styles and it's unique to them. The fact that they could just teach it to each other cheapens it. If it was instead, all right, let's change helmets. Yeah, no, I agree. That's a better way to go. Better for me, but in the end, it's whatever. Passable. 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 Yeah, the the villains have their big laser. They're about to shoot the Galactic Beasts and destroy them, but it doesn't fucking matter because Mike shows up and destroys the whole thing. Who cares? Do you think that's Uh, also there because the chameleon footage didn't last long enough? Probably. Probably. Then Leo and... Or then, like, Mike gets spooked by the Red Lion Galactabeast. Oh, yeah. They're, like, running around again, like Mike was at the beginning. And the Galactabeast just shows up. And it th- that Galactabeast looks very sinister. But Mike acts like he doesn't know what it is. He's a Power Ranger. I don't know. He Doesn't just he know about the Galactabeasts? 
I didn't read it as he didn't know what it is, but maybe I just I do remember him being kind of like weirdly no, startled by Mike, it though. Mike has a line where he's like, "Oh, it's you." <laughs> and it's just like it's a weird thing. Then Leo tells him that his buddy likes him and he appreciates that he destroyed a giant space laser that that was going to blow up the Galacta beasts. Freeze frame and credits. So Seth's to to put some put down. I like the I like the Chameleon fight where he's beating the Rangers. It's always fun to see the Rangers kind of anybody. It doesn't even have to be the Rangers. I just it's just interesting when superhero stories are interesting when there is something they can't easily or readily do. That's what makes them interesting. Batman stories aren't interesting because Batman is the best and he just like jumps in there and he punches somebody. Batman stories are interesting because he has to figure out how to punch somebody. Same thing here. So it's always fun to see heroes kind of get beat. Second put up is going to be, I'll say, Chameleac. I don't know. He's a passable design. He's, I mean, he's more than passable. He's a nice checkerboard design knight. I like his little indicator. I think he's less of a knight and more of like a centurion. That's he's probably got like true. A, that weird like helmet. Yeah, he just has like that plate mail. It's a good design. I like the trope. My put down is going to be. It's too late for my running gag of just saying the end credits again. Should have started that from the beginning. Didn't know what I was getting into. My put down is going to be the toss-up between wasting a whole bunch of time watching him analyze literally everything of all the rangers and the space laser plot that doesn't fucking matter it doesn't have anything to do it doesn't the a plot and b plot at least sometimes they try to connect them not even here they just said nope we got to pad some time this is for another episode just throw it in here it's 20 minutes my first put up is going to also be the chameleon fight it was all fun like i said i was a little disappointed by the solution to him but in the end, it was all fun footage. It was enjoyable. I didn't hate this episode. Uh, my second put-up is also just going to be the Chameleon. I like his design. I like his little color shift thing. The only really fault with that was when he has to to shift for something that doesn't have an identifiable, identifiable color. Uh, my put-down is going to be that ain't what a bird looks like. I saw that fucking falcon thing. It's what a it beetle had, looks like. Well, the, the Zord looks like a beetle. The falcon spirit oh, yeah, thing that it shows when it's demons. flying. No, I'm talking about the the blue thing when it's flying by and like forming when all the little ships form the Zord. It shows the spirit of the Galacta Beast or whatever ever over it, and it's got arms just like Damon's fucking Condor does. <laughs> fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck you. And then its Zord looks like a beetle. It's a very cool looking Zord, but it doesn't look like a bird. <laughs> Okay, some quick house cleaning before we get to the Japanese counterpart and what episode we'll be watching next. You can find us online at oncemorewithattitude.tumblr.com. We post new episodes and extras every Monday. Uh, you can also tweet at us at 2SWAPod. If you like us and think we're two funny guys, you can also read a comic we work on, Ragged Rider, Tales of a Cowboy Mummy. Cowboymummy.com will have all the info you need. Also, the whole first issue, a whole bunch of shorts. We're in the process of doing a version two. So whenever that comes around, you'll see that there. And now on to the Japanese counterpart. Seth, why don't you give us a Japanese counterpart to... Let's recap every episode before this one with the monster watching all the footage. We have four episodes. I'm not going to read all these because three of them come from the... Just give me the titles then. That's what I'm going to do. Three of them come from the previously unseen footage that Chameleon's watching. We have chapter four of Seiju Sentai Gingaman. The Soul of Earth, Chapter 8, The Cooking of Love, 
chapter 33, The Yearning for Saya, and then the fight footage and story comes from chapter 37, The Aspirations of Bucrides, uh, in which Go Taurus is still too weak to fight. Hyuga stays in the mountains with him to help him recover. Barbin plans on ripping out the heart of Go Taurus to transplant it into Titanic's. Meanwhile, Bucrides, who is left for dead, reemerges to plan his revenge against Captain Zahab. He kidnaps Hyuga and blackmails him to cooperate with the captured Go Taurus to be his enforcer. Cool. So that's that. And then next time we're going to have a very special episode. We're going to have some guests on. We'll get to that later. And by later, I mean next week because we're not going to deal with it right now. Episode 30, To the 10th Power, in which I assume, I hope it gets good. This, this is a big episode. We'll find out. This is one people talk about. And people, I feel like this is one where we're going to be arguing with fans. I don't know. This is going to be... This episode is way. better. So maybe. I think it's not boding well that this is like a fan-favorite episode, and we might be hyping it up too much. It's a fan-favorite episode we're watching with fans. It might just be passable, which is fine for random chameleon episode, but for like... A big episode? A big fan-favorite episode. I don't know if passable is passable. As usual, I watch these in bed on my Kindle on Netflix. As usual, I watch these in couch on my TV on Netflix. And I've been your host, Andrew, and already forgetting everything he just watched is my co-host, Seth. If only. Join us next time we do this once more with attitude. That's not how this thing goes. That's not how this thing goes.